Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. We are here on the eve eve of UFC 284. Alex Volkanovsky. Islam Mahachev, I know his name, Dana White does not, <laughs> from Perth, Australia this weekend. I'm here with Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling going into a uh, pay-per-view card that was supposed to be an enormous event, but it kind of is leaking gas and is stumbling to the finish line due to some of the fights that it wound up losing uh, over time, but how are you feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. I think we have some plays here, ready to lose some money. I'm sad that we lost Junior Taffa, the, the main event. Yeah, um, yeah, but, you, know. you know. What are you going to do? I mean, we have the, the new main event, Elise Reed. She's in it, so that should be fun, making money off her. Allegedly, you know? might be, uh, I might be firing a wager on her. That's what people are saying. Uh, on Elise Reed? Yes. Wow. I don't know, man. Usually, she's, uh, she's the money money printer the other way, yeah. using Sajar Eubank style, but I don't know. I guess, you know, when, when, when you're betting a fight like that, you're ready to just get into the deep end of the sloppy pool, you know? Yeah, you can say that again. And uh, <laughs> the, the bottom half of this card is the sloppy pool. It is very disgusting and slop-worthy, and there just will be... I mean, it's kind of uh, the same as last week's card, except there's a lot of Australian and New Zealand uh, gentlemen and women on these cards. And it's just for the locals. And this one actually is in front of a crowd, so it'll be a l- at least a little bit more exciting. And they'll have... Some intrigue at certain spots in the prelims, but you know the main the main card's not awful. Uh, other than Justin Taffa, you know, it, there's some ugh, moments of that. I did and see Donna though. Cruz will be there, so that's kind of yeah, yeah. No DC. I know everyone out there is um, upset, but let's just get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. Islam Mahachev. He is the reigning UFC lightweight champion. He is putting his title up against the line or up on the line. Against Alex the Great Volkanovsky, who is coming up from 45 after defending his title numerous times to try and become a double champ, a champ champ status. He, uh, how many def- title defenses does Alex have? One, two, three, four in a row. Uh, two against Max Holloway, one against Ortega, one against Korean Zombie. He has been dominant as the 45 champion and has 100% earned the right to fight. On Saturday night for this lightweight title, Islam dominated Charles Oliveira. Uh, how long ago was that? Only four months ago. So it's a quick turnaround for a uh, Dagestani. They like to take tons of time off, but it's good to see him getting back in there and defending his title. And I mean, he is as good as it comes when you talk about the, you know, pound for pound. They've been selling that big time for this card. Uh, one and two on the pound-for-pound list, and I guess I've laid it all out to ask you, Ty, what you think about this main event. Are you excited? And uh, I guess eventually, what are your picks going into this? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited to see how it plays out. I don't really have a convincing pick either way. I think Islam should win. I think he's a safe play. I think he just has um, an easier path. I think it's going to be kind of tough for Volk. But, man, Volk can really just fucking, you know, Battle. I don't know if you've seen Embedded. 
Uh, I, I haven't seen the newest episode, but they showed like what he does in training, and it's just it's it's just insane. It's yeah. like it, it's so insane to me because he's got like eight guys going through a gauntlet, taking trying to take him down, and he's trying to take them down. All, all while doing five million other things prior to that, like it's, it, it's, it's crazy just seeing what he does and the the level of preparation, uh, you know what he puts his body through. He's not a young kid. Uh, he's got a lot of miles on on that tank because uh, he played rugby for a minute, and that's that's a taxing sport in its own right. And now he's a, a fighter. Um, I just think you know it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough. He's he's got what. Four inch reach uh, height disadvantage, but he actually has the one inch reach advantage. Uh, Orthodox versus Southpaw, I think that's going to give him some issues, honestly. Um, but he, you know, he, he lands a lot more strikes, but he absorbs a lot more strikes. They, they have similar accuracy defensively and offensively. Uh, he lands some takedowns, not as many and not as accurately. He does stuff some, but I, I think this is probably just a fight that Mahachev wins. Um, I don't know, man. You know, he's just he's just dominated everybody. He's still getting better, it seems. You know, stand up still improving. I think I think Volk can do some things. I think he, uh, you know, he might be able to win a lot of positions, a lot of ex- maybe striking exchanges. Uh, but I, I think it's gonna be really tough. You know, I, I just I don't yeah, know. No. I want to take a shot on him money line because I think it's worth it. But I just uh, my my pick is gonna be Islam. Um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really tough, man. I I, I keep thinking that Volk can, can really do well in the, in the opening round or the opening rounds, first first and second, third maybe. But as it goes on, he, you know, Islam's gonna wear on him. Islam's a big boy. You know, I know Volk's big for one forty five. I know he's short, and that's that's kind of it. He's still big, long reach. Used to weigh like what three hundred pounds. Yep. But Islam's a big fella too. You know, so I just think it's gonna be too much for him. Yeah, and I think that that's a factor in a lot of Islam's fights. He's just the bigger, I mean, obviously more technical. That that goes without saying. His skill, I'm not trying to take that away from him, but he's fucking enormous too, and that has, that has a yeah. huge factor. And for a guy who's, you know, not necessarily the biggest guy at 45 to be going up to 55 and fighting a guy who's fucking huge is not, you know, exactly a recipe for success. With all that said... Plus 310 for Alex Volkanovsky, okay, on DraftKings, uh, as low as plus 285, 275 on some other websites. Minus 310, 375 for uh, Islam. That go- I mean, listen, you're talking about the number one pound-for-pound guy in the world in uh, Volkanovsky, who is a 3-1 to one underdog coming into this. Uh, I guess I would ask you how you think Islam wins. Do you think he wins a decision? Yeah, I think I think Volk is is I know he um I know he got finished in his one loss, but he's you know that was way way so back ago. Like 10, yeah. I think ten more than ten years ago. I think, um, but you know he, he does get dropped, he does get hit, he does get hurt sometimes, and he you know um can be put in a precarious situation. I guess uh, Ortega, I don't know how he got out of that guillotine. Yep. Um, even the Darts that he had in afterwards, he, he you know that was just insane. So I, I think it's going to be tough for him to get finished. Uh, a lot, a lot of his fights do go the distance. Uh, Volkanovski, that is, and um, Mahachev not as much as late, but he you know he does have some decisions on his resume. I think he's on a four fight or five fight finish streak though. Um, so we'll see. I mean, 
you know, what's he have? Arm triangle. He has some submissions. He likes the arm triangle a lot. I just think Volks, you know, I, I, that squeeze is a little different, you know? Yeah. Um, that pressure is a little different, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it probably goes the distance, though. I think it's going to be, a, there's going to be, there could be a, a big part of this fight that's kind of a grind, you know? Uh, clinch against the cage, battle for positions. They're going to, yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be, um, you know, really working before they hit the ground, you know, let alone when they hit the ground. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know if there's like an either fighter by distance or decision, or maybe the, I'm sure the over is not really profitable over four and a half plus 110. Yeah. A plus three and a half minus 120. Honestly, I like that a lot. Um, what do you think? So, yeah, I, I think if I was going to bet Makachev, it would probably be a decision bet. I see him decision plus 200 on here. So that that is a very uh, appetizing line if I was going to do that. Um, inside the distance is minus 110. So it kind of seems like they don't re- – I mean, they're leaning towards him finishing him. But yeah, I personally have a tough time believing that, that, that that's going to happen. They, they think it's going to be a sub. Plus, I mean, dude. God. Over one and a half is only minus three twenty five. That's not even that bad. No. Over one and a half rounds, <clears throat> over two and a half is minus one sixty five. I, I don't know. I think it's going to take some time for him to get him out of there. You know, at least, I, I, unless he's just like going to come out here and smoke Volk in his backyard. I, I don't know. I mean, there's some shit talking going on. You know, they're, they're starting to get the Matamazzi. A lot of it doesn't really make sense though. Uh, they're saying I don't know. Volk said something about the look on his face. I don't know. Um, maybe it could be a, like some last minute promotion buzz, you know, cause they have been complaining about not getting any, but I don't know if he just comes out here and smokes. I mean, he took him a, a couple round, a round and a half to, to do it to Oliveira and Oliveira is very, you know, he, he's been finished many, many times, but what do you, yeah. What do you, what would you say about that over under? No, I like that because I, I just don't, that, that's my big thing with this. I just have a tough, I mean, Obviously, you have to put the preface in here. Like, you, it could happen. Okay, anything right. can happen. I just have a tough time sitting here on Thursday afternoon believing that Islam's gonna buzz saw through the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. I don't care what weight class he is or what's going on. I, he's not gonna make it look like Oliveira. I didn't think that Oliveira fight was gonna go down like that. But again, we've seen Oliveira fold before. I've yeah. never seen Volkanovski fold. Even in the toughest of positions, in the deepest of waters. It seems like the best comes out of him. I thought yeah, many a time remember, when, when shit wasn't going his way, he was going to lose, and he pulled that shit right out of the fire. So I don't think that this is going to be the time where he fucking folds in front of his own yeah, fans. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, after maybe some of his teammates win some fights, and he's going to be fired the fuck up. I, I don't think he's one guy I don't think you can ever count on not showing up for a fight, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I, I agree. With, I, same thing could be said for Islam, but... Uh, that's why I think it's still going to be a. It, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a great maybe fight, not man. a complete grind fest, but it's going to it's going to take some time. You know, it's going to it's going to it's going to be just you know iron sharpens iron, the the best against the second best. Um, they both do insane things training wise. They both do insane things in the cage. I mean, look at the records: twenty three and one, twenty five and one. Those yep. are boxing records. Yeah. So, I just I really like that over. Honestly, I think uh, I think I, I'm going to officially officially officialize. Over, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do two and a half because I kind of, you know, minus one sixty five. I like that. I like that a lot. So Volk over two and a half. You said. Yep. Over two and a half minus what one sixty five. Yeah. I'll give you that. It's locked in. And I, while I'm here, I'll lock in my bet. I'm taking Volkanovski money line 
plus 310. I, I just, uh, listen, I am not advi- – and here, let me say this before you guys check out and go and go to the betting window. Um, I am not advising any of you to really do this. I, I the, At plus 310, you're obviously taking a massive shot down the field, but that number is the right number. You know, it's just – that is too fat of a number to let go on a guy who is a champion moving up. All all the things I just labeled, all the reasons I just told you why he could be in this fight till the very end, uh, you know, in, in front of his own people, all that stuff. Uh, I just, you know, it, it's just a, a good it's a good opportunity to take a shot down the field, and uh, I'm ending the night with a shot down the field on Volkanovski money line. It's gonna okay. be awesome though. The scenes are gonna be incredible. You know, Islam's I'm probably gonna, gonna get booed coming in. Uh, yeah. You know, Volkanovski, like you said, he's going to have all these people fighting before. The crowd's going to be behind him. There's going to be a crazy amount of people there. He's going to come out to the land down under, and everyone's going to be going nuts. It's no, just, I can't it's, wait for the weigh-ins. It's going to be awesome. Please. Yeah, exactly. It's just everything around it. And it's the first time they've been in Australia in a little bit, right? Yeah. Islam also is – I saw a tweet. He's still weighing like 170 right now or something, which is yeah. a little terrifying, but, you know. Well, sure you know, and, and it's like – like you said, though, I mean, although he has the height advantage, that reach advantage is not there. You know, it's not the same. Yeah. It doesn't translate. Well, Volk has Volk's a great. He's crazily built. He's a, he's just a, he's built different, and I don't even mean that like the casual way that I usually say it. It's like he's just built awkwardly. Like he's a little dude with long ass arms. He's a keg. He's not easy to be taken down. And I mean, I'm sure Islam will get him down, but it's just basically, is he going to be able to hold him down? And I, I have no doubt. Like Islam and those guys, they are no joke. I don't want to make it sound like I think that they stink or like I'm. Those guys are awesome. They are incredible. But you know, it's just this is all. Like this is why we watch mixed martial arts and why we get excited about mixed martial arts because it's like the best against the best fighting each other, and we get to find out on Saturday night who's better. And we we will yeah. we will. So there you go. Uh, we got a we got another uh, title fight on the line here too. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Yair Rodriguez. He's challenging Josh Emmett for the interim featherweight championship, which is owned by Alex Volkanovsky. So, in theory, say Volkanovsky were to lose on Saturday night, uh, or even win, I guess his next fight would be against the winner of this co-main event. Yair Rodriguez is, I believe, the favorite in this one. He is a minus 170, 180, 190 that's uh that's about where it floats around here. I'm seeing as low as minus 175. Josh Emmett is a plus 160, 150 underdog. I guess I'll kick it to you as well here on the first one because I really don't have a uh, strong leaning on, on this fight. I don't know if I'm really going to put well, put a, uh, a name on the card here. I think Rodriguez has, is the more dynamic striker and everything, but I just don't know. And he's, he's a great, he's a, a sneaky grappler, I would say. But I just don't know if I can trust him to, you know, I guess Josh Emmett has ruined a lot of my, I, I always fade him. I guess that's where my pulse for concern is. How many times have we faded him and he wins, whether he knocks out Michael Johnson at the buzzer or he, you know, grinds a decision out against Calvin Cater. He's just, he just grinds decisions out when he needs them. I don't know. It just, uh, I guess I, I, that's where my worry comes from. I guess I'll ask you. Yeah. I, I have a lot of worry bet on you out here. I honestly, I, you know, I was a big fan of him at, at, at first, but I don't know. Over the years, I've kind of just kind of, I don't know. Maybe I just never thought the height was there. You know, a split against Charles Rosa, a split against Caceres. It took him like a round, uh, a full round at least, to, to kill off the corpse of BJ Penn. 
the Frankie, the Frankie L was, you know, humbling and, you know, had to happen. But then, um, you know, what he, what he, he didn't retire. He just, he just took a lot of time off or he's always taking time off the teams from the Stevens to the max fight. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, he got he got whooped by Max. I know people were like, "Well, he won two two rounds on a couple uh, judges' scorecards," but I don't know. I think that fight wasn't smoked. really that close. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. The thing the thing with Josh Emmett, I, I'm hearing that he has a hip injury. That's that's very concerning. Oh, really? uh, usually, when there's that. like ru- rumors out there like that, you never know. I mean, it could have you know, sixty uh, nine Cowboy four twenty could have started that rumor, but. You know, we've we've seen it happen before um, with fighters, you know, like Josh Emmett's a tough motherfucker, too. I think I'm pretty sure he's fought with a torn ACL. I know he's torn his ACL, but I don't, I don't know if he fought with one. Definitely um, tore it in the, like the first round of a fight and continued on. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that yeah. I don't know if it was the Cater fight or one of these I was going to say Cater or the Ige fight, but I could be wrong. Um, I know he's at Team Alpha Male, I think still. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've lost money on him before I lost money against him uh, on Cater and Ige. So... Yeah, but you know the problem is I, he was losing that Michael Johnson fight. I thought he lost that Calvin Cater fight. You know, I think he, uh, I think he is like susceptible to losing rounds. Not that Yair isn't, but um, you know, Josh Emmett I think does have a have a wrestling path here. But will he be able to get that off? I'm not sure. I think Yair could keep him at range, even though the the reach disadvantage is not that uh, profound. I think it's only one. Uh, favoring Yair, and he is four or five inches taller, so uh, I'm going to go Yair. But you know, them late rounds are going to going to be sketchy. I still don't trust Yair's cardio. I think he wins uh, a close decision, though. Yeah, that's that's where I struggle with, I guess, because I like you, you like you said, I kind of do, you know, I guess lean Yair. That would be my instinct, but like I like I just labeled, I just kind of worry when I'm betting against Josh Emmett due to the fact that I've lost a fair share of units betting against him and that cater fight still hurts to this day because i just thought for sure cater won that fight and we i mean you can go back and listen to the episode that we did after that we we were sure that he had lost that fight and going to the decision i was like okay like uh, you know we got to win but it was closer than i guess i maybe i'm i'm making it sound like uh right now yeah i just i i think you're right uh rodriguez probably does win a decision i just don't know what i would bet here um you know, I, I, Rodriguez plus two fifty inside the distance. That seems nice. I just don't know. I, I I guess my what do we have here? Rodriguez submission is plus fourteen hundred. Like that's something I like. Cause I mean, I guess Emmett. It would be tough to submit him, but also I could see him wrestling and maybe getting caught in something, or maybe later on in the fight getting tired and maybe you know I I, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm a little worried after you know seeing uh, what's his name Ortega get. His shoulder popped out like that. It's just you're like, yeah. Well, yeah, ooh, I like, had money on him. Trust me. Oh yeah, yeah, we both did. Um, Terrible. You're this the is, injuries. These are two guys that I just I, neither of us trust. Yeah, just, I'm staying away personally. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think I want to. I don't think I like either of them at, at, at their odds. Or just, just there's a lot of question marks. You know, Josh Emmett's getting old. Apparently, has a hip injury. Even if he doesn't have a hip, a hip injury, I still worry. Uh, I think he has more power and he has that one hitter quitter, but. It's gonna be a little tough for him to get it off. I think he's he's usually a low percentage, uh, you know, accuracy wise. Thirty seven percent he lands as significant strikes. It's very low. Usually want to be in the forty fifty range. Um, he does a lot of swinging and missing. We've seen it before. Yeah, Yair can be hit. You know, he he eats a lot of a lot of strikes per minute. 
but he also puts a lot out. So, yeah. but he can also be taken down. So, you know, it's 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 very uh, it's very it's a very tough fight, at least for me, to to really handicap. Um, but I'm I'm going to go Yair split. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet anything because I you know a lot of what you said I agree on. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to go Yair inside the distance, but I'm not going to put it on my card because of the same things you just said. I'm just going to not – I'm trying to <clears throat> excuse me, make a conscious decision to not bet every single fight that I see <laughs> and not have 75 plays on my card each week. Cause I That's went how and, we lose money. Yeah, you know? I went and looked, and I have a, a hundred, 105 career plays, and you have – 87. So it's like yeah, I, I gotta I gotta lower my my output, you know. Feel that. In some instances, it's just when it when it warrants it. Yeah, but I mean, it, maybe if Rodriguez was a minus 150 money line, I probably would just take that and be be fine with it. But I guess that's just a little too much juice to lay down. So Jack Della Maddalena, Randy Brown, the Rude Boy. We have been a fan in the past here on this podcast of the Rude Boy, Randy Brown. He's got three straight wins, or I'm sorry, four straight wins. Francisco Trinaldo, Chaos Williams, Jared Gooden, not to be confused with Jared Gordon, and Alex Oliveira. So a couple, you know, older gentlemen, uh, you know, a good guy. I mean, a guy who is dangerous, I should say, in Chaos Williams. You know, and then that's all since 2020 and a loss to Vicente Luque where he was finished. And, you know, we've all know what's happened to Vicente Luque since then. Jack Della Maddalena, I believe we are on the record of saying he has some of the best boxing in all of mixed martial arts. But like we were talking about before this podcast, it's a big jump up in competition from Danny Roberts, Ramzan Amiv, Pete Rodriguez to Randy Brown. And he is a big favorite in this fight. He is a minus 325. Bet Rivers has it as minus 910. That's so different than every other line that I see on here, which is crazy. But that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's like a typo or something, but Randy Brown's <laughs> plus 575 on there. So maybe if you want to take a shot down the field on that. But well, I don't know if I like anything on here. Hmm. I mean, if anything, I guess my instinct, I mean, Randy Brown's a nice number. That's a nice number to get in at. But I guess Jack Della Maddalena inside the distance would probably be my choice. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think Jack Della's, has awesome MMA boxing, but just just as a you know, if you're going to go boxing like as a whole, I think he can be he can be hit a little bit, a little you know, a little bit more than my liking for who he's fought. You know, Pete Rodriguez was having some success, some not 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 a lot, but but some for sure. <clears throat> and Andre Lusa, Andre Lusa, whatever his name is, he yeah. he had him in a tough. I don't know if it was a rear uh, a guillotine or an arm triangle. It might have been an arm triangle. He had that bitch in tight. So I, I have some questions. Uh, with his honestly, just Jack, Jack Della Maddalena's defense, um, and you know he's twenty six. Uh, I think he has a very bright future. I think he's gotten better, uh, you know, since his since his uh, beginnings. But this is just this seems like a spot where he has to take take a take an L. You know, a lot of guys have to. Everybody has to really, especially you know, especially being uh, what six six year age disadvantage not disadvantage but six years younger um and randy brown has more experience and he's you know fought the tougher opponents he's been finished um he's he's been humbled himself he had some success in that below muhammad fight i know it was a couple years ago and and he lost a unanimous decision but 
Uh, he was beating the shit out of Nico Price, and then he got finished from the bottom. Nico Price, you know, was doing that to people back in the day. Yeah. Uh, funny enough. Uh, he, but he finished Brian Barberina in, in a time where Brian Barberina wasn't getting finished like he is now. Um, and even the Vicente Luque lost, he, he looked pretty good. And then he got, he got hit with that fucking knee and that really just changed things around. But, uh, you know, I think you put Jack Della Maddalena against 2019, 2020 Vicente Luque could get tough too. Uh, probably a better matchup because Luque blocks punches with his face. But, um, I think Randy Brown could do some things, man. A one armor naked choke against Cowboy Oliveira, who's just, who's nasty. That really, uh, I, since then he's, he's, you know, Disappointed me, not finishing good and not finishing Trinado, going to a split with Chaos, which was, you know, very close. So I do have some concerns. Like, I think Jack Della could just box him up and win the, you know, a lot of the exchanges or hurt him. But I, I, I think he can do some things. Like, I think he, you know, he's taller. He's got a good jab. He fights behind that jab. He throws some kicks. I think he can really, honestly, keep Jack Della Madalena at, at kickboxing distance rather than boxing distance. Um, and I think he can hurt him. He hits hard. Uh, he has some submissions. He's, he's a, Great athlete, big, really big. Not just tall; he's big. Um, six, five, six inch reach advantage. I think he has a lot going for him. Just doesn't get, you know. Hopefully, he just doesn't get caught because he can be, you know. He has been wobbled. He has been hit. He has been hurt and finished before. Uh, so I'm gonna fire Randy Brown money line. I could see him finishing him. I could see him, you know, eking out a close decision like he's done before. Plus two fifty. Why not? I'm giving you plus two seventy. I'm seeing here on DraftKings. So fire me up. I think I'm gonna ride with you. Because not only do all the things you said, I am looking at the you know all the information I can possibly get, and I'm seeing now the tail of the tape, and he's a five inch reach advantage and a four inch height advantage. Good jab, you know, like yeah, like like uh, you said, we, he could keep this at a range that maybe Madeline is not comfortable with. And he's, yeah, I just you know I think Jack Della has to has to take an L, and I think there's a lot of hype on him, rightfully so. I just you know. I keep forgetting that he's young. I, I don't know why I, I think he's like this experienced, you know, uh, boxer. And now he's, you know, just dabbling in MMA. It's not really the case. I just think he's going to have to, you know, I, the thing about betting on Randy Brown is he does a lot of fucking, you know, putting his hands in the air and, and, and doing that, fighting with his hands down and talking shit and doing a bunch of crazy, crazy moves, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that were, I love that as a fan, but as a better, I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do that. You know, you know, you know. Yeah. Don't don't tell him it didn't hurt after he just rocked you. D- don't do that. So, hopefully, he doesn't get himself into trouble. I know he likes to do that, which, like I just said, worries me. But I, I really think. I mean, I just think the line's very wide. You know, going from Danny Roberts and Ramazan Amiv to to Randy Brown is a big step. So, <sighs> man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm bouncing back and forth. Madalena inside the distance is minus one twenty. I'm not betting that. Um, and yeah, you know what? I am gonna just I'm gonna sit it out. I'm gonna sit it out. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I just it'll really. Hurt. It's kind of like last week when I was watching uh, the Derek Lewis fight, and I was just like, you know, the opposite feeling where I'm like, damn, I can't believe yeah. I sat <laughs> on the sidelines and watched this shit happen. Or, you know, if I had bet Derek Lewis, I'd be like, I actually want to kill myself. This is this is horrible. I'm just joking, by the way. I, I wouldn't let you do that. Myself, trust but, me. Yeah, I know, I know, but. Let's keep it moving. I yeah, I just can't. Um, I can't back the rude boy. I'm seeing a lot of decisions on his thing, and I'm rude seeing boy. a lot of finishes on Jack Della Madalinas. Although these guys aren't fighting the greatest of talent, this is a good match. I mean, we really this is like an unknown. We don't know. Yeah. What's going to happen? The top three fights are really the the cream of the crop. 
Madalena TKO is minus 104. It's like I can't even get a good number on any of this stuff here, so I'm going to stay away from that. So Boy. let's get back. Yeah, you like that? That's a true radio man voice. <laughs> Justin Taffa or Taffa. And, you know, unfortunately we lost his brother. Uh, you know, he's not dead. He, he's not dead. Yes, he is not dead. He is still alive. He's just not fighting this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His brother is still with us. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. No, we, we lost his brother anymore. from the card, I should say. He is still he's still on earth and with us, uh, fortunately. So, Justin Taffa is fighting, though. And he's fighting Parker Porter. I oh. saw... A stat that if you bet $100 on Parker Porter to win by decision every single fight of his UFC career, you'd be up $1,200. Wow. Okay. You know, he's got two I'm losses. He's got two losses on his record, but those other ones, he was plus like 700 in the one. Uh, you know, and honestly, you're not going to bet him to win by decision against Jolton Almeida. That's Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you probably would be up a good amount of money. Alan Boudot. Chase I mean, Sherman. Look at the guys he couldn't yeah. finish Alan Boudot, all right? Yeah. Josh well, Parmesan, hey. he, he was struggling against <laughs> him, okay? He was at plus money, I want to say, in one or two of those fights. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's... He was plus 200 against Josh Parmesan. Yeah, that's... And um... then he comes back, and he was plus 165. He was an underdog against Chase Sherman. Was he an underdog against Alan Boudot? There's no way. Okay, yeah, I didn't think no, so. No, he was a big favorite against Alan Boudot. Uh, but right I do like that stat. Yeah, no, it's, because it's, it's true. I think, honestly, I think that would be the play here. Um, the worry is if he dies early or just honestly dies at any <laughs> point. Justin Taffa, unlike Justin Taffa's brother, um, Justin Taffa does – he has kind of that uh, that uh, Tai Toivasa, that – what's that big dude's name? He got Mark Hunt, that, that kind of – that style-ish, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, he hits hard and he kind of, you know, waits and waits and then explodes – and, um, I just, you know, I don't know. I think Parker Porter can, uh, as long as he doesn't get hit with that one shot, which is <laughs> at heavyweight, especially, you know, I think Parker Porter's 37. Uh, it's tough to really bet on, uh, you know, um, an older heavyweight who's not very good to not get hit in the face hard, you know, by the young, the young hometown guy. But I, I feel like, you know, Parker Porter being at plus money in Aus- Australia against Tafa, who at least had a little bit of hype and he's young. And he hits hard. I feel like that, you know, that's saying a little bit about what people think about Parker Porter's chances here. I think he has a chance. I think he's honestly the better round winner. I think he can have success wrestling if he wants to. And I mean, I think Top is like maybe six foot, so I think he can wear on him. I think Top Top has got tired before. If he doesn't, you know, win the, in the first round, I think he's probably fucked. Justin Toppa. You just got to hope Parker Porter doesn't, you know, fuck around and find out. But uh, I'm gonna go Parker Porter decision plus three hundred. I'm giving you 360. All right, and I'm with you. Well, I, I don't use Bavada anyway, so I'm just that's I'm just strictly looking at their line. Yeah, they I got uh, shout out the best fight odds. I got uh, like seven, eight different books up here right now. Just looking through the uh, surfing through the odds. Um, surfing turf. Like I, I just labeled what Parker Porter has done in this last few fights and how you would be up money if you bet him on decision. Plus 360 is a fat number. I will not sit out and let that happen on my watch. Nope. Justin Taffa, although he knocked out Harry Hunsucker, who is now, you know, uh, bagging groceries at your local Publix. Jared, that's so disrespectful. I'm sorry, but Jared, Jared oh Vandera, he he was a uh, you know he took an L to him unanimous decision, and Carlos Felipe a split decision loss. So 
he can he can Oof. lose a decision, you know. And, and I think Parker Porter, uh, like we just labeled, he can he can win a decision. So that's what we're, excuse me, that's what we're taking. We're taking Parker Porter decision plus three sixty. We got some fat numbers on here, dude. So we can. I do. I like it. There's some money that can be made here, ladies and gentlemen. Now he's, now he's gonna knock tough out. We're like, why don't we just take his money yeah, line? Exactly. I'll be so sick. That's but, fine. That's fine. We're gonna get, listen. We're owed a couple favors here from the betting gods. So hey, man, you just keep playing. You, you keep grinding. And uh, I do have our our stats here. I guess while we're here, uh, you know, last week I went three and four. You went two and two. We talked about that. Our year to date record: I am nine and fifteen with a plus point zero nine units. You are four and fourteen. You are down nine and a half units. That's uh, that's a little concerning. <laughs> Lifetime since we started keeping track of this, I am forty one and sixty four, and I am plus two point six five units. You are thirty two and fifty five, and you are down four, or I'm sorry, five point four five units. So. I got some work to do. You got some work to do, but uh, I know you see you people see those records and you're like, oh my god, these guys have lost. Like you know, their their winning percentage is bad. But you look at the units. That's that's where it's all about. Okay, we're you know we're not here to uh, take you know if we wanted a good win percentage, we'd sit here and tell you that minus five fifty is a lock tonight. You know, and we would do that, yeah. and we we could run up the wins, and we could do it that way. But uh, we're trying to make some money here, ladies and gentlemen. We're not we're not in here to uh, bet fifty dollars to win ten. That's not what we're doing. Let's keep it moving. Jimmy Crute. This is the opener of the main card. Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Menafield. This is a, fa- a fantastic uh, matchmaking, sort of exciting fight. Jimmy Crute, when was the last time we saw him? Uh, I feel like... Jamal uh, Hill. Yeah, and that was um, that was not good. That was quick. That was like Very quick. And before that, he had uh, his leg folded ago. up underneath of him against Anthony Smith. And then yep. before that, he knocked out Mutestas Bukakis. So, uh, you know, that that's uh, that was a long time ago, though. That was in 2020. So Jimmy Crute, you know, with, with the hype that was behind him, he's looking for a big win. Mr. Menafield, on the other hand, Atomic Menafield. You know, I didn't know that, that was his nickname, Alonzo Atomic Me either. Menafield. I just found Me that either. out. Uh, he's coming off of a win against Misha Serkinov, where he closed him out. And then he beat the Ukrainian Conor McGregor uh, via elbows from Crucifix. Dominated that poor guy. Uh, no mercy. Who's who was a what a fraud that guy was. Always talk about him on on here. We love that. We love that one. That was a good. And then Menafield though. Menafield within the last two years has lost to William Knight. So that's something you have to consider when betting this fight. Got knocked or, out by OSP. Yeah, Menafield's a plus one fifty five underdog. Lost to Devin Clark. He has some red flags on his oh, resume. Oh yeah. But um, I mean, Jimmy Crute. You know, he needs a win for sure. He needs to get back into the winning. Uh, you know, uh, category, and he is young. He's kind of in that Madalena category. I think him and Madalena are the same age. So, mm, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do you like anything here? Um, I kind of, I kind of do. I, I want to, I want to take, um, Jimmy Crew inside the distance. I, I don't know if I want to take. I, I was going to take sub, or I, I was thinking sub over TKO. Um, I think I might just play it safe inside the distance. Uh, it's just honestly how he rebounds from the Jamal Hill and Anthony Smith losses. You know, he did some, I mean, listen, he, he, his leg was looking like rubber and he ended up taking Anthony Smith down twice after that, Yeah, which is very, uh, you know, it says a lot about him. I mean, and I think he was in that fight. Like he, he, he was, yeah. he absolutely was. Um, you know, he lost to Misha Serkinov a couple of years ago. He had Peruvian necktie. I mean, that just never happens. And, you know, <laughs> you can say Alonzo Metafield just smoked Misha Serkinov, but Misha Serkinov was coming off of like 15 straight losses. He pretty much retired Bounce a couple classes. times. 
he got he got beat the fuck up by Wellington Terman. Like it, you know, a lot was going on. He was he was already out uh, and done. So, and then he fights the 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 undisputed light heavyweight champion Jamal Hill, and he gets smoked. But like, so what? You know, I, what does Lonzo Menafield do against Jamal Hill? Uh, also, Alonzo Menafield leaving Safe Sayud to train with Pat Barry. Uh, oh. It seems like uh, it doesn't seem like a good move. It doesn't seem like an improve, you know, an improvement in your situation. Uh, I feel like it's more of a toxic situation. Leaving the best, the general. Nobody, you know, everybody wants to train with him. You know, he doesn't t- take shit from anybody. Uh, you know, if you skip a day of training. He's going to fucking let you hear about it. And you're not going to say a word back to him because he's going to get the absolute best out of you. And you leave him for the guy who was dating a 16-year-old when he was like 40? All right. Uh, you know, that aside, I don't know if Pat Barry's the best coach. I mean, you know, there's not like a big staff. It's that, not like a big camp. And, that you know, aside. He's just a weirdo. Just, just don't you know, forget that, that, hey, that was just a <laughs> That was just a toss in to show you like the to- just the kind of person that Pat Barry is and that's who you want to surround yourself with. Uh, at a point in your career where you know you are 35 and you're coming off a couple wins, but like you have some momentum finally, that you know that's what you're doing really. I, I don't know. I think Safe Sayud is really just the best. Um, and this is a huge fight against. I think Jimmy Crute. He has the advantage on the ground, but I think he might have the advantage standing up. I think he can crack Alonzo Menafield. I think he can hurt Alonzo Menafield for sure. Um, so like I'm not. You know, I think the reason the odds are close is because of you know Jimmy Crute. Coming off an injury, coming off of getting folded. I think he I, didn't he tear his ACL at, while getting knocked out by Jamal Hill. Did that happen? Something I, like I that happened. Yes, yes. And his leg got caught up. So like he's coming off of a couple injuries, um, but I think the skill is there. I think he's better. He's bigger. Uh, he might have a shorter reach, but um, he gets uh, he gets like five takedowns per fifteen minutes and seventy five percent too. And I, I think Menafield stuffs him at a pretty high rate, but. Uh, he also averages two subs per 15 minutes, Jimmy Crute does. So I think he gets it done. I'm going to take him inside the distance. I'm not sure how, but I, th- I think he uh, bounces back here. I'm with you. Uh, I just, uh, I've never liked Alonzo Benefield. Uh, just never was able to trust him, uh, betting him. Uh, other than, I think, the Serkinov fight, we probably had him, which was, I mean, yeah. come on. You know, well, and the Morris, I, mean, I think we we faded were, his shit playoffs. about him against. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all we were doing was fading a guy who didn't have a real record and fading a guy who was retired. Like you know, it's very low bars to clear. I know Jimmy Crute's coming back from his own setbacks, but he's young. He's hungry. He's gonna be at you know yeah, this is his hometown. You go through some of country. the names he yes. beat. It's like or, you know Ed Herman, Fabio Charant, the fucking what was his name the Water Buffalo, the Water Buffalo. I mean, also hey Jimmy Crute. Uh, is the only man to submit Paul Craig. I, I, I mean, that's saying something, you know. I mean, yeah. I, like you just, like you were just saying, who the fuck is Alonzo Menafield beat? Yeah, you know, he got he beat got, Paul Craig, knocked him out, but that's it. That was a while ago. Hey, you know, that aside, <laughs> uh, knocking out Paul Craig isn't that hard. But honestly, subbing him is, it seems like I don't know how you get that yeah, off. Yeah, that's a dangerous uh, but, you know, game, dude. Getting 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 counter left hook to death by OSP in 2020. That's a bit. It's a bit of a worry. So. Uh, and then he changed camps since then, and yeah. now he's getting older, and he's taking more damage. So yeah, I I, I feel kind of confident, in Jimmy Crew. I hope his leg doesn't blow up mid round, but I guess anything can happen. I guess anything can happen, but it has been a little over a year since we've seen him. He sat out all of 2022. I think you know he's going to be healthy. He'll be ready to go, and I think we're going to get a good shot here uh, at a uh, you know a good version of Jimmy Crew. And this is a uh, opportune time to fade Alonzo Menafield. So. 
Let's keep it moving. We got Tyson Pedro getting back in there against Modestus Bukakis. Shout out to him. I also just brought him up a couple minutes ago. Uh, Tyson Pedro's last win against uh, was against who? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Harry Hunsucker, your local mechanic. He is, you know, Harry Hunsucker's got a lot of jobs. Uh, Bukakis, uh, Bukaskis, however you would like to say this gentleman's name. Uh, when is the Bukaki. last time? Yeah, Bukaki is also what some people have called him. The Baltic Gladiator. Hell of a nickname. He, so remember, he got cut. He got cut, right? He's making it. Yeah, he's, this is his first fight back. Uh, I don't know how guys do when they cut, get cut and come back. I don't think it's usually that good, you know? Um, also, he went to the fourth round with some, like, 5-1 and one guy. Chuck Campbell. Chucky. Hey, Chuck Campbell. He's not even British, so I don't know why I was saying oh, that. Oh, Chuck um, Campbell. <laughs> I, I guess because it was in Cage Warriors. Um, yeah, he won a couple fights in Cage Warriors, but, like, you know, he's still – I don't think he went out there and, and, and really worked on his craft and is coming back a different fighter, you know? Um but Tyson Pedro, you know, is, is he is he that good? I think he's a lot of hype. I think that's for sure. Um, but he has some good wins on his on his resume. Honestly, you know, he finished Khalil Roundtree, finished Paul Craig. Uh, it seems like everybody finished Paul Craig. You know, keep talking about it. Yeah, I guess he finished, yeah. he finished Hurricane Ike, which you know, tough to do. But no, he had, you know lately he hasn't really fought good fighters. I mean, listen, losing to Shogun, not great, but it was a couple. You know, twenty eighteen. Um, I just yeah. I, I, he he, yeah, he set up four good. years in between that Shogun <laughs> fight and that Ike fight. So, yeah, he had a lot of thinking to do. Yeah, all right? I mean, you know, definitely say that again. <laughs> uh, I think he's going he's gonna to get him out of here in the first round. I guess it could get interesting because he's pretty much first round or bust, it seems. But um, I don't think, you know, Modeskis Bukaskis is very good. He's been hurt many times. He's been dropped multiple times, even, you know, in fights he didn't uh, lose. So... Yeah, I'm not going to take anything because this line's, you know, I don't like it. I guess I don't Pe- like Tyson Pedro. Pe- being that Pedro paper, subs but. people as well. Is that a, is that a thing? I, guess, I mean, yeah, he's I got a couple Camors and rear naked chokes on his thing, but I mean, because you're, you're, I'm seeing uh, TKOs plus like 180 on here. I'm seeing Tyson Pedro inside the distance minus 105. That's yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that's how he's going to win. Yeah, that's how he's going to win. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a f- finish outside of the first. No, that's <laughs> let alone you know. Pedro wins in round know. one plus 250. Right, and the inside the distance only being minus one ten seems kind of, kind of seems I don't know seems weird. What do you think? Are we being duped? Is that what's going on? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, are we getting are we getting hosed right here? What's going on? Uh, his, his line, his money line, just in front of my eyes as I say this went down from minus two fifty to minus two forty. So I don't know. Maybe late money's coming in on the Pukaki. Um, uh, yeah, I love. Um, uh, I'll take Pedro inside the distance minus one ten. I also want it. I think same odds for crew or whatever you can get it at. Inside distance for crew, I got minus one ten there for you. And, sorry, so you want Pedro as well? Yeah, Pedro. Itd minus one ten. I really want to take this first round. I really yeah. do, man. I, like it. Cause, I mean, what else? <laughs> that's all he does. And also, Bukaskis starts slow, if I remember correctly. He's he's a slow starter, so it's like. Yeah, I, why not? I think we're getting good odds here. The Baltic Gladiator, that, that's a nickname to fade. Yeah, Pedro wins in round one, plus 250. Lock me in. Lock me up. At least that way you get, like, either way, you know, like a sub or mm-hmm. you know, inside distance, same way. That's why I was going to bet the TKO, but plus 250. All right. 
we've learned from those mistakes. Yeah, I, I'm taking a lot of shots on the field. This is setting up for a, a unit, unit, uh, just dumping, dumping the units back to the to the <laughs> books dump. this way. Yeah, let's go back to the card. Let's let you guys know that Joshua Kulabal, a guy who we have faded on here many a time, uh, apparently is the um, Australian or New Zealand Habib. That's what you guys need to know. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, honestly, this guy is, is fucking his wrestling and jujitsu is pretty good because he was. Going to war with um, do my, am I mixing him up with somebody else? I probably am, but I um, think you might be. But he did go to war with Sung Woo Choi. Who was the guy um, that fought he, Brendan Allen? And and I faded uh, him a bunch of times, and he won. He's also an Australian gentleman, I believe. He beat Brendan Allen. You're saying yes. Uh, Brendan Allen Allen. Let's see. Are you talking about Mister? He got knocked uh, out by um, Phil Halls as well. I don't know. I'm not sure. Malcoon. Ah, uh, yes. He, did he fight Malcoon? Uh, who? Didn't he beat Mal? Didn't he, didn't Brandon Allen beat Malcoon? But it wasn't like May, great might, decision, it right? might have been. Yeah, I think it was like that Malcoon. was a pretty bad. Yeah. It was like a unanimous he, that he shouldn't have won. I yes, think, I think no? that's exactly okay. what it was. Because I was like, wow, like this guy's grappling is yeah. unbelievable. I see that. Okay. Not to be confused with Joshua Kulbal, who's nothing like that gentleman uh, against <laughs> <laughs> Melsic ba- Bagdasarian, who. Is a kickboxing gun. gentleman, right? The gun. Yeah. Who is nice. Uh, I mean, he, I, we had the. I mean, I know I had him, Bruno, uh, against Bruno Sosa inside the distance. Yeah. And he wasn't able to get that it. That guy was running me. away, though. He was. he was. He was. He was. The kickboxing style. It's been two years since he fought, though. Or uh, more than a year, I guess. It's 2021, uh, November of 2021. It'll be about a year and three months since he's been back in there. <laughs> His level of competition not that great. Colin Anglin, uh, Bruno Sosa, uh, you know, and then just a, a contender series and just a lot of gladiator challenge and things of that nature. Great fight promotion. Cool, cool about his only loss is to Jalen Turner, who just lost his fight with, uh, or not lost, but it was uh, you know Dan Hooker's out of his fight with him. So Jalen <laughs> Turner's looking for a new opponent. I don't know here, man. I really don't. What what what? Uh, I guess what is your instinct here? Uh, it's it's right down the middle. I kind of like Bogdasarian, but I don't trust him. Yeah, me either. I I think the perfect way to beat Bogdasarian is having a wrestler. Uh, cool about doesn't go to he hasn't shot to take down his uh, in his MMA, uh, UFC career so far. So there you go. Um, I you know I like I like Cool about like you know his first Thank fight you. in the UFC was Jalen Turner. <laughs> you know, like and the second fight was Charles Jordan. Like. That's that's not much better, and he almost he dropped Jordan when he fought to a draw. So, and then he fought Nerd and BK. That dude's pretty tough, and so so is Tung Wu Choi. He hasn't really had an easy fight yet, but um, yeah, I think Bogdasarian might be just a little too much for him. I think he gets hit a lot. I think Bogdasarian, um, you know, when he is aggressive, when he is going forward, can can uh can push a nice pace. His fights before the UFC were funny, man. They were like just all they, there were so many of them that ended in like a minute. But he, in the contender series, he went the distance, and he went the distance with Bruno Sosa. So I don't know if his cardio is really an issue necessarily. I mean, Josh Kulabel, you know, we've seen him kind of gas out too. So, uh, yeah, give me Bogdasarian. I'm, I'm going to take him. Money line. Take the money line. I like that. I got you at around minus 110, I think. Yep. Yep, minus 110, minus three fight, 105. Three fights in a row with minus 110 line, uh, lines. So we'll see what we do. 
And I'll give you the, the late prelims are gonna be tough because there is a line on here that's minus one oh five. I am gonna go back to Sarian TKO. Plus three twenty five. I like that number. And, oh wow. Uh, that's a fat number that I can't just let run by me. And I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit there and take it. All right. So we have another I mean we have one, two, three, four, five, six left. So we gotta run through these. Clayton Rodriguez, Shannon Ross. I don't know much about Shannon Ross. I don't think any of you out there know much about Shannon Ross. I know he lost his fight on the Contender Series uh, due to, I believe, he had some sort of appendix surgery or something along yeah, those lines, right? He did have he did have appendicitis, um, but he also got he got, he got beat over. up. By, he got worked over. He got worked over, man. He got smoked in the first round. By I, I'm not a big fan of this Vinicius Salvador. Fella. He wings punches. He's big. He hits hard, but he wings punches with his hands down. He's fun. Uh, Shannon Ross was he is fun, but I you know, I don't I don't think too highly of him. Shannon Ross got signed after, you know, getting smoked by him. I know he looked decent in the second round. He was coming on strong, but then he got hit with a counter right and got fucking melted. Yeah. Uh he's tough. That's 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 what Shannon Ross says. He's tough. That means he's not good. In my opinion. Yeah, you're <laughs> you right. Know, that, you know, I mean like skill wise, he's not very skilled. Um you know, he, he's, he's tough. He'll come, I mean, you know, listen, you tire gas against him like Clay, Clayton Rodriguez can do and has done. It might get, it might get, uh, a little scary, but Clayton Rodriguez is way, way quicker and stronger, hits harder, mixes up his attack, goes low, goes high. Um, had a pretty good scrap with CJ Vergara in his debut and CJ Vergara work Shannon Ross. Shannon Ross is pretty much, um, just in here because he's from, you know, he's local. Uh, He's not very good. He's been finished on the regional scene by some very low-level fighters. Um, he hasn't really beaten anybody on the on the regional scene either, you know? So I think this is a huge mismatch, in my opinion. I think Clayton Rodriguez gets it done standing, gets it done on the ground. Not sure how he does it, but I'm going to take him inside the distance. Uh, it says even money here, uh, but I'm not too sure. You think this is that big of a mismatch? Yeah, I think he smokes him. I think Shannon Ross is really going to have to go through hell to survive. And, he, you know... He almost survived uh, a couple minute, a couple rounds against Vinicius Salvador, but then, you know, he's not one of those fighters that comes back, you know, is, is a comeback fighter and looks like a completely different fighter round one to round two. He, he's the same fighter. He's just preying on somebody gassing. He still got pieced up in that second round. Vinicius Salvador was just tired and, you know, was backing up against the cage. Yeah, this is a different, he this unloaded is a, much, a much different crazy fighter. amount of damage on him in that first crazy round. Amount. He dropped him twice. So, you know, he got dropped three times total by a guy who I think is not that great. And, you know, Clayton Rodriguez has some serious potential. He's young. He's big for the weight class himself. He's not that much taller, but he's he's big, you know, and he hits hard. He's very explosive. I I see I see this ending quick. Shannon Ross is, for being a flyweight, very, very slow. So, yeah, lock that in. Yeah, I mean, that, that's – I guess maybe um... – if we see that this appendicitis thing was really as big of a deal as they made it, and he comes hey, maybe. out and light, lights it up, then I guess yeah, hand up. We were wrong about that, but you know, I, I have a tough time believing that. Yeah, when I saw the that, that fight, I was like, oh god, like they hyped that Shannon Ross up, and then I watched him, I'm like, what? What is this, dude? Yeah, like what? He was what, the favorite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I like it was one of those like you know you don't know much about the contender series, so you're like, oh, all right, I'll bet this guy. Like you look it up, you're like, okay, his record's fine. And then that's you, what that that being like his biggest fight and like his most impressive whatever, and that was a sixth loss. Like, come on, yeah. you know, 
And he's lost a lot yeah. of fights to guys. I mean, he for you coming to the uh, to mixed martial arts and you're, or I'm sorry, to the UFC, and you're 13 and six or or thir- you know whatever he was 13 yeah. and five at the time. It's just a little questionable, oh. you know. And that, that Salvador guy, he, he like you said, was just fun, but it's like a, a good complete fighter would get him out of there. That's at least what I yeah. thought. I was like, hey, and that's what Clayton is, yeah. in my opinion. And Clayton fought oh. CJ Vergara, who's not a bum. Tough, hey, tough, he's tough. tough he's tough. He's not, fighter. you know, yeah, exactly. He's just like a good measuring stick for, like, if Vergara was fighting um, Shannon Ross, he'd be like, okay, lock. See you later. See yeah, you later. and on the contender series, I know he didn't finish that fellow, but he 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 destroyed him. He smoked him. He looked good. He, I know, again, I know he didn't get the finish, and that's what Dana wants to see. But I think he's going to absolutely run through Shannon Ross. He just needs to not, you know, even if he gets a little tired, I think he can see it. Go for a takedown. Take this guy down. He took C.J. Vergara down a couple times. I don't know how he doesn't take Shannon Ross down. Steve Ursake took Shannon Ross down just a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I think this is a lock. Jamie Malarkey, Francisco Prado. Francisco Prado is making his UFC debut, I believe. He's yeah. coming off of – was he on the Contender Series? Series? No. Uh, no. Samurai Fight House. Samurai Fight House from Argentina – uh, shout out to Pons, well, a friend of the podcast. Uh, three, was we, we got here? Three inch reach advantage from Jamie Malarkey, a two inch height advantage. Uh, I don't know, man. I looked at uh, Mr. Prado, and I hey, you know, guys know in that Brazilian card. I called, I called my shot down the field on Hulk. When you yeah. see when you see a guy's record and every fight is a finish, you're like, damn, like that's pretty crazy. Potential there. Especially against somebody who you know gets hit in the face a lot and Jamie gets Malarkey. finished. Yeah, and, and his nose oh, folds so. up. And Jamie Malarkey's good though. I don't want to like shit on mm-hmm. him. He's definitely like UFC caliber and UFC worthy. And I just don't like him at that number. And I, I I just think he, like you said, is easily hit. He doesn't take some shots well sometimes. You know the Jalen mm-hmm. Turner fight. He was getting hurt constantly, and yeah. you know he's been finished on the regional scene before. He's been finished three times in his uh, MMA career. He's 15-5 and five for the total. I'm going to give you guys a line here on Prado inside the distance. He's 240 overall, 215, 205. I feel like that's gone down since the last time I've seen it. But Prado inside the distance is plus 330. And I'm taking it. Inside wow. the distance plus 330. Calling your shot. He, so from what I've seen, he, he you know he's 20. So that's, you know kind of crazy uh and you know he hasn't fought anybody at all but you know a lot, who you know who did jamie malarkey fight before he you know fought somebody who did you know islam mahachev at one point people were saying didn't fight anybody exactly. everybody didn't fight anybody until they fight somebody so as as much as i you know i'm inclined to use that as uh one of my reasons to pick against fighters usually i still think it's 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 kind of hard to really measure you know it if the guy's hard. ready he's he's ready you know, he could just not show up. Maybe he uh, he lost a family member that, the day before. Oh, you know, so much shit happens, um, especially, you know, mentally. So I, I like what this kid Prado does. He looks very aggressive and he comes forward, um, really tries to put you away and really tries going for finishes uh, on the feet and on the ground from what I've seen. So that's, you know, that's encouraging. And Jamie Mlarkey, you know, can be hit. So you have the, the unknown commodity that you know at least goes – Gets finishes, it goes for finishes against a guy who you know to, you know you know what Jamie Malarkey is, um, and you like him, but you know he can be finished, you know he can be hit, you know yeah. he can be pressed. So that kind of worries me. 
Uh, I'm not going to bet anything. I think Jamie Malarkey probably gets it done because he is. I I, I do think he's more skilled than you know. I'm, I kind of give him credit for. Um, yeah, I, I agree with so, you. So, so and just Prado's just a big unknown. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Malarkey. Um, I'm not really sure how. I think maybe he finishes him, maybe ground and pound. Uh, I know he likes to you know he likes to really do that. And he does have some good ground and pound. Uh, I think he has a couple submissions, but I don't know if that's something he really looks for. I don't, we haven't seen Prado lose, so I don't know how he would lose. Uh, and the tape on him is very limited. So uh, I'll take Jamie Malarkey, but no bet. Yeah, I think it's a smart move uh, to just stay away from it. But this is a shot down the field. Uh, you know, I've been calling a couple of trick plays. Why not? Tonight. Jack Jenkins. I saw a video of Jack Jenkins talking about how guys were DMing him, letting him know that his, excuse me, his fight on the uh, Contender Series, the guy had gotten his eye split open and that he should touch his, his eye and that he – was elbowing him and just split his eye wide open, like immediately. That's great. He's fighting shameless Don Shanice, who, as you guys all know, if you guys are loyal listeners of this podcast, has a win against Jay Ellis. Who's Jay, El- Jay Ellis, you ask? Jay Ellis is a professional mixed martial artist with a record, as it stands now, at 16 and 107. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He has lost 107 times, and that includes a loss last weekend. So we're to adding to this. Fella. To an 0-2 <laughs> fella named Jacob Small via Darce Choke at Bayou FC 56. Jacob Biggie Small. I like that. So, I mean, that, that uh, it looks like that was the main event. <laughs> of course it was. I mean, Bayou FC. I, I just can't imagine the absolute gross... Slop, disgustingness that is in the crowd of Gretna, Louisiana. I mean, what kind of people are going there? Probably, you know, just swamp people. Knock him out, motherfucker. Come on. You know, with their kids on their shoulder. Yeah, you know. kill and Jacob Small oh. probably did. He gave the people what they fucking wanted and choked that <laughs> he man's blood life out of his body. Uh, Jack Jenkins. Uh, let's get uh, we could listen you people who listen to this we love Jay Ellis all right I don't want to I don't want to act like we don't we love Jay Ellis Don Shanice is a plus 300 280 underdog he got guillotine choked in 30 seconds in his UFC debut against Sadiq Youssef yeah really not much to bet here to be honest ladies and gentlemen if you can get Jenkins inside the distance minus 105 lock me in Lock me in as well. I, I like Jack Jenkins. I've seen, you know, from what I've seen from him. Um, it's funny because before the Contender Series fight, uh, if you go back and look at, if you can find anything, um, he does have a couple losses back in the day, but he hasn't lost since then. He's, 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 it looks like he's, you know, he's not taking scattered losses, which I like. Um, you know, he took them back to back and they were both subs and he you know, probably weren't good fighters, no. but he came back and beat one of the guys that, that he beat that, or that beat him. So, uh, you know, I kind of like that. There's a lot I like about him. Uh, in, in the highlights I've seen before the Contender Series fight, mixes his uh, he has good boxing. Mix he fights southpaw, fights ortho, orthodox, loves kicking low, loves the leg kicks. Um, and then on the Contender Series, he's coming out here and and you know turning into a wrestler. Uh, let's see how many takedowns he got against Mister Emiliano Lenares. Four four takedowns for a guy who's pretty much a you know boxing heavy style. I think that's you know. Um, a little confusing, I guess, but maybe he just wanted to show his all-aroundness. Uh, and honestly, he did. He was four or six. He stuffed a couple. Uh, he did get reversed, which shows that you know, obviously, he's, I don't think it's that natural to him. Um, obviously, by you know, evidences of his boxing, switches stances. That's that's honestly rare in MMA. Um, 
And, <laughs> you know, this Don Shanus character, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of built like one of those, like a Volkanovsky type, short, stocky, uh, meathead, but he's, he's not very good. Um, you know, Sadiq Youssef had such confidence. He pulled guard and, and, you know, locked in a guillotine and he never does that and never will probably do that again. Uh, he just knew it was such a goddamn layup and he did it. I think Don Chanis is probably a regional scene fighter at best. Um, you know, he has a, he lost to Nate Williams, who, uh, there's a guy who I listen to do, um, he has his own podcast. Uh, Daniel Levy, his name is pretty good, pretty good, uh, character, a good follow on Twitter as well. He's good friends with this Nate Williams guy. This Nate Williams guy's like 14 and 10 and he smoked Don Chanis on like five days notice. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think highly of this dude at all. I mean, all of his wins are against hands. Like you said, Jay Ellis was Don Shane. John, Don Shane has just fought Jay Ellis less than a year ago. Um, which is, <laughs> you know, and now he's fighting City Yusef and now he's fighting this Jack Jenkins guy who's, uh, you know, pretty, pretty heralded, pretty big prospect. Um, give me Jack Jenkins out the distance. Like that. We'll get that at minus 105 and we're locked in. How about Elise Reed and Luma Luke Buname? Uh, Luma is a big time favorite at minus 295. Elise Reed plus 225. I know I talked to you before that I was going to take Elise Reed. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I just. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've I taken too about. many shots down the field at this point. I. I <laughs> I mean, I'm just airing it the fuck out at this point. I don't know if I can do that, and I think yeah, I'm going to sit this out. But I really like Elise Reed here in this uh, like sort of upset situation, but I think Luma could definitely win a decision. That's what I'm um, a little worried about here, and I think if I can get a good number on decision, I might switch and just take that and be upset. I mean, I guarantee I can't because that's probably what they think is going to happen as well. Minus 130, yeah. 110. One, nah, I don't like that. So I'm going to stay away from this fight, but I, I've i told you what I... I just don't know what's going to happen. I, I really th- I really think at least Reed's a good underdog here. I think it's a good number, but... Yeah. Room is uh, good, though. It's I, like a it's a quality, you know. I guess I'm kind of like Elise Reed looked good in their last fight, if I'm not mistaken, right? She beat that uh, Mexican uh, lady. Yeah, Super Melly, Melissa Martinez. Yeah, I mean, she name. wasn't that good, but it's like, you know, it looked like she had made so, some improvements from her uh, getting mounted <laughs> by, Sam, by the Sam Page. So, Listen, win against Super Corey Melly. McKenna, which was, you know, that, that Corey McKenna is not ass. You know, she's not great, but I mean, that's uh, like, that's what I, you know, that's what I was basing this off of. I mean, Cheyenne Velismus just took an L to Corey McKenna, so. You know what? Uh. I'm taking it. I'm not going to sit here on the sidelines and let this happen on my watch again, okay? How often do UFC pay-per-views come around? Once a month. How often do we bet these fights? Every fucking week. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I am locking in. Luma, Luke Buname, is going to lose to Elise Reed on Saturday night, plus 235. Yeah, I don't know if I can talk you off the ledge here because I don't really want to. I might uh, I might just watch and see what happens on just the Just watch me jump, brother. <laughs> I'll try to catch you, but yeah. I don't know if I can. You know, um, listen, I'm so – I hate Super Melly. I hate Melissa Martinez because I heard – I watched her fight and I heard Juliana Pena call her that 500. She didn't call her by her real name once. She just kept calling her Super Melly. Yeah. And it made me it made me seethe in anger as she barely beat Desiree Yanez, who was like one of the worst fighters ever. Ah, uh, what a waste of that. Oh, so uh, so mad. So mad that they fought and I watched it and wasted my life. Um, Melissa Martinez fighting Yasmin Lucindo soon. She's going to get her ass whooped. I can't wait for that. Just, uh, 
sneak peek. Um, I think there's some some decent value on Luma like round three because we've seen Lee's read fold late and just kind of give up. But I don't love Luma Luke Bunami. I think though that the non-threat of a takedown from Elise Reed really lets Luma get off in her game, you know, throw kicks and mix up. You know, she, I think she's a lot quicker and, and sharper. I don't think she's great. I don't think she's, you know, she's very tiny, which really hurts her in a lot of ways. You know, uh, she doesn't have great cardio. Um, she, you know, if she's going backwards, she obviously doesn't really have much going for her, but I, I just don't think Elise Reed's going to be the one to do that, but it could happen. I don't, I, you know, Luma being like minus 300 against anybody, makes me uh, question some things. I'm going to stay away and watch you jump to your death or a swimming pool of cash. I'm not sure what's going to be there. Yep. Uh, I don't know either. That's what worries me. Blake Builder versus Shane Young. This is like right down the middle. I believe Blake Builder is a slight, slight underdog at plus 115. Shane Young, minus 150, 135, 140. Smoking Shane Young. He is making... A comeback off of two straight losses. Uh, last time he's fought was 2021, where he lost a unanimous decision to Omar Morales, uh, the Venezuelan fighter, uh, who also stole that nickname from uh, you know, someone else. But um, Is it Julia Pena? Nah, yeah, I think her name is Venezuelan uh, Vixen or something like that. But uh, these both of these guys, not that good. But it should, Blake Builder has not lost yet, so I guess that he has that going for him. Ludwig Klein... Put uh put Mr. Young down. I mean, he has some fights on here against guys I've never heard of, uh, other than Alex Volkanovsky, you know? Yeah. It, it's just this is a lot of filth on here, and he's taken L's, you know, unanimous L's to everyone else. But, I mean, Austin Arnett is his only real, you know, like yeah. whoever that is. And then a, 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 a Rolando Dye. I don't. I, I. I honestly have no clue who that is. I can't. Yeah, the, I can't. Incredible. Honestly, yeah. So, you know, incredibly. he went on to lose every other fight after that. Exactly. Almost. So, you know, I, I just based off that, I want to take Blake Builder. Yeah. And you know, Mister Mister Young has a four-inch reach advantage. You know, the same height. Uh, Blake Builder's about the same age as him. Or, you know, he's about only four years older. L Animal. That's El Animal, I guess it is. El Animal. And a little little bit of Spanish uh, twang to it. His only win is against Alex Morgan, who was a uh, contender series guy who was a favorite in that fight. I believe Blake Builder was the underdog, if I remember correctly. But I'm going to go Blake Builder plus 115. Yeah. I want to take one of them. Against, but it's they just fight. They're fighting each other. They're both punching bags. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. I don't. <laughs> we Blake Builder's been hurt. It's funny. All he's undefeated, but like in all of his fights, he's had to come back. He's been like a comeback guy. Yeah, he gets hurt and then he rallies. That's not really going to work in the UFC. It could work against Shane Young. That's though. my thinking here. Yeah, Shane Young. I do. You know, I think Morales and Klein. They're both you know a lot better than him. Um. Man, you know, he went the distance with Volkanovski. That happened, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think the problem is if Shane Young like rocks Blake Builder. Blake Builder has like some crazy subs. You know, Blake Builder yep. seems um, he seems okay, I, but he's thirty two. Uh, I'm not too. And he's a punching bag. I'm, not, I'm just not too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure really what to do here. Maybe uh, under, maybe the under, under two and a half. Uh, or maybe the fight doesn't go the distance. 
Um, give me give me under two and a half minus one ten. Uh, I think it probably ends early. Actually, I, I kind of want to stay away. No, I'm going to take the under two and a half. Fuck it. Uh, they have early finishes, both of them, uh, by win and loss with Shane Young. Um, I mean, Ludovic Klein knocked him out in like a minute, so you never know with either one of them. Maybe a double knockout? This could happen. I'm just We're waiting saying. for it. We're waiting for it. It's going to happen. I feel it. And I think it could happen here, but I'm going to take the under two and a half at whatever I just said, minus 110. Minus 110. Uh, it's locked in for you. I'm going to take Builder, um, plus 115. Yeah. So, first fight of the night, last fight we were going to talk about. Elvis Brenner, Zubaira Tukagov, a Habib uh, cohort, and uh, the man who got cracked by McGregor in the octagon. Has, a, has a W over Conor McGregor. No, he does not. So he he has a win over smoked. him. This guy's a bum. <laughs> but, uh, you know, also, real quick, Artem Lobov might be on the new Ultimate Fighter season. Now that I think about it, because they're going to have old vets. That would be, imagine that. You fucking bum. Why don't oh, you get in there with God. me? Why don't you get in there with you, me? He'd probably lose to the whoever, snake. anybody they have in there. <laughs> I gave you money. All right, uh, but quickly, uh, since I know you have a hard out soon, Tukagov is minus 670, 560 on here. Elvis Brenner plus 430. I don't like anything involved with this. Um, Tukagov inside the distance is plus 150, though, on here. Wow. Yeah. Um, I like that. I'm going to take that. that. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I, um, this, I, I watch a little bit of this Elvis Brenner fella. Not... Not very uh, convincing. I'll say that. Um, I watched him fight this Denny's. Real quick, though, before Tukagov yeah. is kind of like a lay and pray kind of guy, but he will yeah. get a finish if you give it to him. And I think he does that, hit hard. Yeah, he, he does. Know, he, but like you said, yeah, he does uh, He does lay and pray. But hey, he beat Ricardo Hamos, you know. Uh, he finished Kevin Aguilar. I think Kevin Aguilar, you know, might uh, might beat Elvis Brenner. And he, went, he had a close fight with Dawadu. So I, I, it's Elvis Brenner guy. I don't. I don't know. I think it's just like a last-minute replacement. Um, it is. Was his, did he fight in the Contender Series? No. Yeah, so I I don't trust him. This fight was supposed to be against Joel Alvarez, which would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. I wonder but what the odds would have been on that. Elvis has left the building, so. I'm sure they had the odds up on here, but I'm curious if they still do. No, I don't have it on here, but Zubaira was an underdog against uh, Aguilar when it closed. Yep. So that's something to consider. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's a big favorite against Lerone Murphy, and I think he lost that fight. Uh, close, yeah. though, right? It was a close fight, if I remember correctly. Uh, I just think he probably smokes this guy, you know? And he sh- I mean, yeah, like you said, you went. Th- I went through. I watched, like, one of this guy's fights. Was not impressed. Uh, was, uh, you know, you guys know me, or if you don't, you don't know me, uh, I root for any way that these guys can lose. I look for any... Path I, that I, that was one my my one bias I will admit I I can't stand some of these Dagestani guys because they act humble and they're not humble at all. That, there's nothing humble about tell, telling me you're going to smash me. That's just not humble. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and Zubaira is an absolute coattail rider who has done nothing. Uh, and in the UFC, all he's done is lose split decisions and win boring fights. So with that said, I'm going to go to Gov inside the distance. Because this guy's locking in. Yeah. Uh, and you are locked in. So that is UFC 284 from Perth, Australia this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the enjoy the card. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, enjoy the bets. We have a lot, uh, a large card. I will be posting it on Twitter before the event. 
and uh, you know you have a, an hour of content that you just listen to to go through and look at why we like these fights and why we are betting them. So until next week, we'll be back after the Eagles win the Super Bowl and after Volkanovski is the new lightweight uh, champion, the new double champ. We will yep. talk to you then. Hopefully a lot more richer and not poorer. Hell yeah. Go Birds. Go Birds.